Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, this is Jeff Zog from the Dad Awesome Podcast. I love the Crazy Cool Family, and specifically, I hopped into Basecamp. All of these resources, the video resources, the specific guides that let me put the names of my daughters and my wife, and just showing me visually, hey, am I making progress? What areas can I attend more to? So I'm so thankful. I want to encourage you guys to hop into Basecamp, sign up, dive into those first intro videos. It's been so helpful for my family. Hello and welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. It's just me and Suze today. Don and Suze. <laughs> yes, you've been out and about talking to all the dads, haven't you? <laughs> I've been out, yes, and uh, talking to them from my home. I love the idea of recording over Zoom. I don't have Technology to travel. Technology yes. has taken it to the new level, hasn't it? Exactly. When we're getting to connect. Yep. So easy. Yeah, we've talked about marriage. We've talked about fatherhood, but we've been focusing really on the parent-to-God relationship and What's been amazing is is that we've gotten a lot of questions from parents, and so today... Because uh, I think parents realize, I mean, don't you guys out there realize that that is such an important relationship? Like, our relationship with God is what drives all the other relationships. It what, It's what enhances the uh, marriage relationship. We did a an Instagram post, and I think you had said, Suzanne, do you need God? And I said, yeah, to be married to you. You said, that you, need to be, you need God to be married to me? And I was like, yeah, I need God, and you need God to be married to me. And so I just think this, the the parent to God relationship is so, so important. And I think that sometimes in the busyness of life, we overlook it. Well, and that's why if you look at our crazy cool family house, our three commitment house in our book and in our, on, in base camp and everything that we elevate the yeah. pursue God relationship because it's the uh, covering of all the other relationships. Yeah. And so, especially, I mean, you may be a parent out there. It's not just marriage. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm discipling a group of dads right now and we're all and they're all young dads and we're just like, Oh my goodness, how much and I'm doing it with grandkids now, you know, we've got grandkids that are three and two and going back through these stages and we're like, Oh my goodness, we need God to parent the three year old or the two year old or whatever because <laughs> or I will lose my mind. <laughs> yes, and it's exhausting and, and all those things. And so but what's what's great is is um we had, we just wanted to walk through some things in the parent to God relationship, kind of a wrap up to the series. Yeah. We're getting in the holidays. We're going to start transitioning to some fun holiday stuff as we go into November and December. But uh, well, I guess it's already November. But we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're still we're going to wrap up at the first of November and then uh, move on. But um, can we just take a minute and talk about how great God is in the changing of the seasons? Oh, yeah. I just love the fall. Don, not so much because well, you love the fall, but you don't like heading into the winter. But oh, oh yes, because I, I hate love, cold weather. Yes, I love the fall. I love the leaves. I just feel so alive. Those crisp mornings and crisp evenings and the the fall air. Oh. 
just I just got it. back from Colorado and it, I was just it was amazing just all the because really uh, in Texas the seasons tend to the leaves tend to change a little later and then they, they were, then they're off the trees yeah, like, so right. they're like we get like three a days <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was but I uh, love every minute of those three days yes in Colorado it was already going and it was in so Arkansas beautiful. too yeah. good Arkansas oh so all you people out there that get to experience God's majesty and glory and the changing of the leaves for weeks and a month or so appreciate it enjoy it go outside breathe the air and just thank the lord that he mixed things up that he that he created spring summer winter and fall and that's one way you know you talk about the parent to god relationship and how to connect your kids to god through that looking at god through nature is just a great way to connect to god so if you're so easy yes if whatever whatever season you're in we're about to talk about different parenting seasons Whatever season you're in, just go outside. Just go outside and see. You know, there's just some some things you can always do to connect to God. One of them seasons, another one's worship. Well, yeah. You know, another one, you know, they're just trying to think of just a, a few things that are just automatic. Yeah, and so it, that so back to the seasons and God and weather. Um, the other day we had a powerful storm roll through Texas, and those of you that got hit by tornadoes, I'm so sorry. Um, those those are not the powerful storms I'm talking about. While they are powerful and and mighty, they're not majestic and beautiful. They're terrifying. But as I stood, I stood on the front porch in a thunderstorm, and it was pouring down rain. And I remembered when I would do that with my little kids, and I would pull them all outside. We'd stand inside the garage and we'd watch the 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 magnificence and the mightiness of God through weather because there's a lot of times we don't get to see the power of God. If you go to the ocean you can and the mountains you can but if you live in the flatlands of Texas the only way to really uh, the best way I guess or one of the best ways to experience God is through his hand through weather. Is a thunderstorm or a tornado, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, hopefully just a thunderstorm. Yeah. But you know and even there's so many ways we talk about some of the parents are asking how do you experience God in the different seasons of life, but there's just things that are just constant. Nature is one of them. Um, worship, just turn on a worship song. I mean, you're going to start, you know, um, get out your Bible, you know, just do the things that are basic. And um, anytime you can just step down and say, I'm going to experience God. And those are some ways to do it. Yeah. And so in, it's confusing because you're now talking about parenting season, not a weather season, you know, not God, but, but uh, you've got littles, middles, or bigs. That's what we yeah. call them. And so if you've got, you've got little kids, I mean, to turn, like Don says, to turn up on a, a worship music and dance around the house or march, you know, around the house and, and, and shout and, and to, or make those Bible stories come alive by acting them out, getting a slingshot and throwing it at Goliath or. And you're talking about the kids. I'm talking about even for the parents. It's just yeah, you know, if you're that's true. if you're having a bad day, you're in the car and you're just so frustrated and you don't know, you know, your your husband or wife has just not been had a good day and you that's are good. trying to do all that stuff. Man, just just you know, be grateful. Turn on that worship song and and so often we tell parents that whatever season you're in, it it's about you and God first. And when you can get that as a parent, and as a husband or a wife, man, it really does change, you know, because I, I was talking to a guy, you know, a, a few days ago and was talking to him about some um, some family issues that he was having. And all he could do was talk about what everybody else was doing wrong. And it just made me think, you know, that's where we get into these when we can come back and focus on the Lord and focus on where God's working in our lives 
changes everything. But let's talk about those and different so, seasons. Just, I mean, along with that, just asking, where are you in this, God? You know, where, what, who, what, what are you doing? What are you showing me? What are you teaching me? What do you, what perspective do you want to have? Take me to that 60,000 feet and let me look at this situation from your perspective instead of from my perspective. Those are all ways to get um, the, from look at things from a, a God way versus, a in the middle of it, our way. Yeah, I know. And sometimes when you have little kids, uh, life just seems to be one big blur. And so <laughs> it becomes difficult to, um, spend time with the Lord. It becomes difficult, um, for, and sometimes it's, you know, people think that's just moms, but man, for dads too, because it seems like that babies, you know, I just remember when we had little kids, it seemed like one child was always awake and, you know, wake up early in the morning and it just never seemed like the house was settled. And so, um, you know, Suzanne, what do you remember in terms of ways that we, you know, helped each other maybe even spend time with God? Yeah, so Don's always been super diligent to get up first thing in the morning and hang out with God and... um and that is a beautiful thing. So, so grateful for that. So grateful for his um, consistency in that. Um, I, you know, along the way throughout the different seasons, if I had a newborn baby or if I was nursing or had been, like you said, awake all night with one kid or another, I, would, I used to call it tag team. I was tag teamed, you know, the, the one-year-old, the two-year-old that, you know, um, for me, it, it was much more along the way. I had to snatch it where I could. And that was what that season looked like. This season now with no kids at home, this is a very different season. I can take my Bible and sit on the front porch and be in the sunshine and hang out with the Lord for a lovely amount of time. <laughs> it's fabulous. I, I remember it's coming young moms. <laughs> I remember uh, when we had young kids, sometimes I would go to work early. And so I would be able to spend time at the office because um, I was not able to do it at home uh, simply because, you know, the, the children would be awake. And, and, you know, even when they were in their middle ages, uh, you know, when they were getting ready for school and stuff, I had to do things, you know, outside at the office or whatever, where that would give me that time. Um, and, and just, you know, re realizing everybody's different. And so you, you, I was, I'm a person who I really need quiet. And so, it, you know, some people can do it in the midst of, um, you know, the, the chaotic mess. I really needed to, to have some quiet time. And so I, I found ways to do that you know, in different seasons of life. Yeah. And just another thing along with that too, is that parents understand that or husbands and wives understand that for each other. What does your spouse need? How do they need that quiet time and what role can you play for them in getting it? I remember there were so many different seasons for me that I was just overwhelmed and hadn't spent time with God along the way for days or weeks or months. And I just remember hitting the wall and Don saying, okay, it's time to rent you a hotel room and you go hang out with the Lord for 24 hours or it's time to send you to some friend's house that are away so that you can get some, you know, some time with the Lord. And so what is it going to take? I mean, I know that I remember very distinctly Don getting up to hang out with the Lord and some little kid getting up and me desperately wanted to go to sleep and everything in me wanted to send that little kid downstairs to Don. <laughs> go take, go play with the baby, but knowing it's much more valuable for Don and for me and for our marriage and for our family, if he gets in the presence of the Lord, then if he entertains this child and I get 12 more minutes of sleep till the next child well, wakes and, up. And on the flip side, I would um, maybe take that child to breakfast 
And, uh, you know, if that child if was, it was up, on a weekend, yeah. yeah. And we would uh, get up, and many Saturday mornings we spent, you know, I think it was McDonald's at that time, just yeah. going to, you know, get letting them play a little bit and getting them out of the house because, you know, uh, it and it really is good to see. Um, and, and, and it really does, parents of young kids, it gets easier as, you know, obviously when they're out of the house, as we have many out of the house now, it's easier. But even as they get older, because they start to have different routines, and, uh, and I would just say to everyone um, as a parent to fight for that time. To, it and really articulate is it. I love it. So what does a fight for that look like to make it happen? What does that look like? Ask your spouse. I mean, I think I was not very good at telling Don what I needed. He would have done that. And so just wives know that your husbands want that for you. And so ask them, hey, I need some time. I need some space. Will you play, entertain the kids? And um, Yeah, and... Um, I think as they get older, too, uh, we think that there's never um, that it becomes easier, so much easier because they have their own schedules and things like that. But in reality, you you always have to fight for it because, you know, I think that as they get older, they um, then everybody gets up and gets ready for school. And, you know, it may be that you need to get up that 15 minutes earlier. It may not be easy, but it's worth it. And so we just I'm always challenging parents um, to make that happen in their lives because again top of the house pursue god if you're doing it well it's going to make a difference you're going to be less grouchy you're going to be um you know you have more patience and mercy and grace when your child throws their bowl of cereal on the floor so they can test gravity that morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah hopefully they don't do that in the grade school years hopefully they're out of it by that no, time. it looks radically different they are throwing a fit because they don't like their outfit or their hair doesn't yes. look good or they didn't have brushed their teeth in two weeks yeah it just the seasons the seasons change um but so we got some other questions yeah. you know one of them is um and I think this is um, questions around the parent to God relationship. That's kind of what we've, we've just taken some questions from parents that have that have asked questions through emails, things like that. One parent asked this. He says, she, "He or she, we don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what do I do if I love God but my kids don't? They say they don't believe I can hear God's voice and doubt that they can hear and know Him. How do I parent this? And maybe even a broader question is is how do I help my child hear God's voice and know that it's God? And, and when maybe you're, you're, they're not quite there yet, or maybe there's a spouse in the house who doesn't believe that either, right? So, um, Suzanne, you go first. Suzanne, you go first. <laughs> and so I, I just want to encourage you parents that there will probably come a, a time, I don't, I don't know about the spouse part because that's a little bit different monster there, but there will become a time when every single one of your children will struggle with this and they will ask this. And so littles are usually pretty good about going along with what you believe in. They're pretty good about being all in with where you are. Um, it's when they get into that um, elementary school or that middle school, they start to actually separate and decide that what everything you say and do is not good or right or perfect. And so they want to have their own ideas. Um, and so I just want to encourage you there that that is, uh, that's their own faith step and it's, and it has to happen for them to 
own their own faith. They it, it, they can they can piggyback on your faith while they're little, and they will because they're following your example and everything else. But as they get older, you actually want them to start questioning: What do you believe, Mom and Dad? Why do you believe that? Who is God? What is He? You know, who does He say He is? How does He help me? How do you know that you hear God? You you want to welcome those questions, so don't be afraid of them. I, if really, if I could, if I could. If I could encourage you to say that when that happens and your child starts um, questioning their faith, get excited. Get excited because that's when God's going to start being real in their lives. And so what needs to happen on the back of it, which I think the reason that people are fearful of it is because they don't know what to do. They don't know how to help their child transition to their own relationship with God. And so then fear creeps in and they say, what if my kids don't love God? What if they walk away? What if they, what if these questions that they're asking, I can't answer, or, or I don't give them the right answer. And then they don't love God anymore. Yeah, I think that I would I agree with all that, and I would um, have a, even a little bit different slant to it as well, just from um, discussions I've had with parents and with kids. Is, and I look at three things. One of them is example. You know, that we our example is caught by our kids. And so as we, if we are loving God and we are demonstrating to them how we hear God's voice, that's a great way for them to learn. Um, I'll also look at the questions. So when your child, and, and maybe there's some bitterness, it could be sometimes we find that parents that have um, maybe, you know, I know when I was um, a younger parent, I was harsh and I was, um, you know, very, uh, Everything was a teaching moment. I lectured a lot. And so my kids uh, started to perceive God like that, kind of as a um, uh, as a taskmaster, if yeah. you will. And so sometimes as a parent, if you've been going down that path with your kids a lot, it may be you ask them why. And they may say, well, I'm, I don't believe that God hears me or, or you know, or God is mean or God is whatever. And asking those questions can help to um, to help you have some insight into the why instead of like, you know, kind of arguing with them about it or worrying mm-hmm. about it. What if you just turn it into a conversation? Uh, so, so or even like, I love it. The self-examination, like what kind of God are you presenting to your kids? Because you are their first, um, physical example of what God is. They're tangible there. And so what they see is what they was, they interpret is what they know. Yeah. So you've got the example, you got questions. And then I say, you know, go to scripture and you say, well, the reason I believe that God speaks to me and that we hear his voice and is because, you know, just like in John 10, you know, Jesus says, hey, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. And you say that I'm going to believe the truth of Scripture even over my circumstances. I'm going to mm-hmm. believe what the Bible says even though I haven't expected. And really what our pastor says a lot is let's let our, rather than our experiences drive down our theology, what if we let our experiences rise up to our theology? And so it clearly says in scripture, Jesus says, hey, I'm the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. And it also says, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice makes for great conversation about how to distinguish between the voice of the enemy and the voice of God. And you can just elevate that to say, hey, truth is there whether you believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And then let's see what happens. Let's, and then you step into truth and then truth, and then you start to see the evidence of the truth as you step into it. Yeah, I love that. And to, I mean, just to kind of go piggyback along with that, 
you know, let the, let the truth dictate the experience, but by all means create the experience. I think that our kids live in a world right now where they don't need to experience God because they're given everything that they need. And so they're, they're not, they're not hungry. They don't, and so they're not, they, they have their things provided for them. They live, we live in a pretty easy world. Um, at least we do in America here. Yeah. <laughs> And so I think that a lot of the times if we will present a situation to the Lord and wait and see what he does, Lord, we need, um, we, we want, will, will you, you know, can I, you know, get, give those things to the Lord and just let it happen and see what the Lord does with it. And then give God the glory when whatever, however he answers it. I think a lot of the times we, um, we aren't grateful and we don't show it to our kids. And when God moves and he does great things, then our kids aren't even aware of it. They're oblivious because they're just caught up in the rat race of this world. And I, re- I remember um, Don going through different job changes or different things. And I remember him inviting the kids in to pray for it. He was had a business and he would do deals and he would invite the kids in to pray for it. And whatever the outcome was on the back end, he would present that to the kids and to them, they saw God answering prayer. Maybe not even how we wanted the prayers answered, but he saw God answering prayer. Or as someone's sick, Madeline's so good about with Truett right now, as someone's sick, that he'll, he'll just stop right now and he'll say, Father God, please help me, you know, may may, you know, stomach bug go away. You know, and and Macy does get well, and she does get healed, and so True gets to see God be mighty in in answering prayer. Yeah, and a corollary question gets asked to to us a lot is, um, and, and this is unfortunate, but it, it relates to the spiritual experiences your kids are having, and learn how to hear God's voice and just be involved in you know in the parent to God relationship. Um, what happens when? Um, they ask if we have been burned by the church, if we don't have a good church experience. I mean, we were just talking to a couple uh, this weekend where their kids never really had a good youth experience with with our church, and they were asking us about it. And uh, But really, more importantly, uh, why... Um, it might be that, or it might be just where you know somebody has really offended them at the in the church experience or whatever. And a lot of people today are going into you know in their oh well I'll just have a personal relationship with God. I don't really need the church. And so um, yeah, so Suzanne, you want me to start that, or do you want in terms of how do we address that with parents? Yeah, well, so I mean, I, I, we don't, we do not even pretend to know your story. We don't, right. we don't know where you are. We don't know where you live. We don't know what church options you have for you. So we can't stand here behind our microphones and say you must be a part of a church. You must be a part of a community um, because we we don't know your story, but we know our story. And I, I, we couldn't have our children would not be who they are today if they had not been raised in the church. They would not be the mighty men and women of God. They would not have the, the, the pathway that they had. They were given so many um, opportunities to learn relationship in a safe place. They were given accountability, which you cannot find. Yeah, leadership. In, oh, and leadership opportunities and friendships, authentic, real friendship. As they, as they all went out into college, they knew what an, a real friendship looked like, and it's because it was based in the church. Well, and they had seen us have 
have genuine friendships in the church too and, and go through some ups and downs with those friendships. I know for us, it was, uh, we've been at the same church for 30 years, so we have a great church experience, but, um, well, but not, was, not without some ups and downs. And, you know, there were times that people left our church and it was hurtful. I mean, it was it, it was painful because we well, were— Well, there was times that we wanted to, too. And, and, and we're like, okay, God, we want to leave. And he's like, no. <laughs> I mean, I just both of us were—it was very boldly, no, you don't get to leave. Yeah. Um, because, because I think a lot of the times as humans, when, when we are exposed to pain, we figure out the best way to get away from it. How do I, how do I stop the pain? You know, if it's a physical pain, we want to, you know, get a pain med to take care of it. If it's a, a spiritual, emotional pain, we want to run from it. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot of people do a disservice to being involved in a church when they, when they run from the church because they have got they, their pain in relationships. And reality is that when there is pain in a relationship, that's where God grows us. That's yeah. where we get maturity. That's where we get wisdom. That's where we get to know the, our need for God, our desperation for God. And he gives us he gives us and, and molds us and shapes us into how and who he wants us to be. Yeah. And I think um, there's a couple of things I tell parents. One of them is, is that uh, again, elevate your, your experience to scripture. And Jesus said, Hey, I created the church and it's an institution that he created. And it's just like with people, it's imperfect, but, and I think it, like in our area, if you're in a, in a certain metropolitan areas, there's a lot of good churches. There's a lot of churches, a lot of choices in churches. And so um, many times I think we bounce around churches. We see families with expectations. Well, and this church didn't, didn't quite, we have a consumer mentality to church rather than a contributor mentality to church. Right. How are we going to go in and serve and really just being able to put up with um, guarantee you're going to have a pastor with imperfections. You're going to have leadership with imperfections, and so what is you know, perfect? What, what, what was the saying? If you ever find a perfect church, don't join it because yeah, you're not perfect. Because you're going to mess it up. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to mess it yeah, up. Exactly. And so if you go into it with that mindset that okay, this is an imperfect church, which is great because I'm an imperfect person and I can bring my imperfect help to love others. Yeah, and, and then you become how can I help? And and I think so often you know that's this is another way you you and your family learn to hear God's voice is what church should we be a part of? Mm -hmm. And then once you hear that, um, you know, uh, some people say, how do you hear God's voice? I think God's voice and and how do you relate it to the church? Well, in big decisions, I think God gives you a pretty clear direction. And then he doesn't move you unless you get still clear direction. So often, and that direction is usually going to move you to something, not from something. If somebody tells me they're disgruntled with their church because of A, B, or C, usually I just say, hey, man, go back and dig into that a little bit more and make sure, make make sure, sure, sure that God wants you to really leave that church. Because we've seen a lot of people, um, and this is where um, they either they go home or they go to, or they start drifting around churches and they never really connect with the church again. And then they lose. Then it's, you know, five, six, we've talked to people that have left our church and five, six, seven years later, they've never really reconnected. And so to any um, church. Yeah. And so uh, what, and it, and it's hard to get involved and it, it will be sometimes things that hurt you, but yet, you know, and, and again, we're not talking about things that are super hurtful, but I think that many times we need to push through and like you're saying, experience that pain and, you know, step into it a little bit more and see, forgive and try to reconcile. 
Yeah, I just think that the church is the extension of your family. You know, we've got the family diagram and the church is an extension to that. And so just like you're not going to walk away from from God, your spouse or your kids, don't walk away from your church family because the relationship is messed up. Um, how do you how do you reconcile that? How? Well, you you need God to do that. You need him to speak in there. You need to you need him to fill you with the patience and the grace and the mercy to interact with those hard relationships of, of, yeah, of imperfect people. Yeah. So, um, uh, so we're talking about, remember the parent to God relationship. We're kind of wrapping up. We have some questions. We've talked about some different scenarios of how you, you know, we've talked about just man being in tune with God. And also we've talked about being in tune with the church. You can see, we're talking about building structures in your family and in your life that are consistent, and you'll get the benefit of them over time. Well, and, I just, and I'm so glad you said that because I just want to talk to you parents. Like we talked about it from the perspective, yeah, yeah, you didn't want to be in church for your kids, but but for you, I mean, for accountability, there's so many Bible studies, so many things that I was a part of as we were growing up that helped me in each season of my marriage and parenting life that helped me connect with God. The Beth Moore studies, the all the different things where I got, I was there with a group of women and we were we were discipling each other and loving each other um, to become more like Christ. And so the church um, brings something unique and different than the world brings. Your 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 neighborhood, that's a great place to have community. And your office and your where you work, that's a great place to have community. But it's that God element, it's that spirit that is true connection. It's true maturity and where that's where wisdom has grown. And that's where um, authentic, we keep saying this, authentic real connection is made yeah and so where else can you so we're talking about the parent to god relationship and you know we're talking about the busyness of life we're talking about establishing you know connections in church to help that so uh some parents have asked you know where else do we go you know we have the church where else do we go what else can we do to uh make god a priority to hear god's voice um, at, and, and usually these questions are asked by um, younger parents, I would say, because, you know, as you, as you move forward, um, you know, like I say, it does get easier. And, but um, like as a stay-at-home mom as a, um, or stay-at-home dad, we, we definitely see more and more of that. Um, how do you learn to, you know, a lot of parents ask us, how do we experience God as well as how do we learn to hear God's voice and direct? Because a lot of decisions we make as a parent we got to hear God's voice because it's not clear. Well, I was going to talk about God being a priority, but you talk about no, God's no, no. voice no, first. No, no, go do the, priority, do the priority first. That's okay, because that was the, yes. The question was, how, how do we make God a priority, you know, every day? And so as, as a stay-at-home mom, you're doing life with your kids. And so how do you make God a priority with your kids? Um, super simple. Just talk about him. Just go, give God credit. That's one of the ways. Um, you know, we talked about listening to worship music. The, the technology is a huge thing, and it's shocking to me how attractive kids are to technology and so if they're gonna watch a show then have it be a god show there's so many out there you we've got so many streaming options now that it's 
So, so what you put before your kids, have it be a God thing because the world is vying to pull our kids away from God. And even if it's not a God thing, if they're watching Dude Perfect, which we absolutely love, it's this you know show where these guys are doing all these stunt shots or whatever, then bring God into it. Isn't it amazing that God's made them so talented or isn't, don't they? I mean, and they, they love God and so it's easy, but um, just incorporate God with with the things that you do you i mean so i love the word priority so how do you make god a priority you prioritizing <laughs> you know i mean you just you 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 elevate him so it's about god when you go to eat something thank you god for this food i mean it doesn't have to be a long drawn out prayer two year olds can't sit there for 10 minutes listen to you pray about you know the food but you can say thank you god for this or they're playing with a toy and they're having so much fun and they're laughing <gasps> did you know that god gave you your laughter and so to just continually bring him into everything. That is one of the ways to show your kids that you're prioritized God. Or if you're stressed out or frustrated or whatever, and your kids see that, I mean, Madeline is so good about this. You know, I'm so sorry. Please forgive mommy. I am just super grouchy today. I didn't get any sleep last night. Will you pray for me? I mean, just to include your kids in that connection with God. Well, and we talk about, you know, we're talking about the parent to God relationship, what that does for you as a parent um, as you incorporate God into your kids' lives, it reminds you to incorporate God into your life. And, and that's where, um, you know, when you're trying to uh, talk to your kids, make decisions, um, do anything, the more you can incorporate God into um, the situation, the more it just reminds you to incorporate God into your life. And so, you know, if you're asking your kids to pray for you, then Maybe you need to go pray for yourself too, you know, and so yeah. you do things that are, it, and I think, you know, as we wrap up this podcast, you know, in the parent to God relationship and answer these questions, you know, parents want specific answers. Oh, you know, how do I not, how do I, you know, pursue God without going to church? Well, okay. The real answer is to um, pursue God and make him a part of every part of your life, you know, where you're, you know, okay, so I'm too busy to have a time with the Lord. Maybe you should figure that out in a different way. Well, we can't find a church we like. Well, maybe you should, you know, really pursue that harder because God created the church and he wants you involved in that. Um, well, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I, I'm too busy or whatever. And, and, you know, maybe my kids are too difficult. Well, how, you know, do Suzanne's advice and incorporate God back into there. And what you find is, is that it just becomes a part of your life. And then you start to grow your faith. Yeah. And I was just going to say to simplify it, to make it simple. Um, we, we repetition, like Don talks about that all the time, systems, you know, and, and routines, those are beautiful things. You don't have to think about them. And so get your systems and your routines in place where it becomes automatic. So you're not fighting for it. So you're automatically going to hang out with God, maybe at this time or somewhere in the morning, you know, maybe you, or I'm going to hang out with God before I go to bed or, um, like our church has this, um, this it's super simple. Um, I am loved. God has forgiven me or, um, I am, well, I know <laughs> She's going to, Jesus has forgiven me. Um, I am loved. Everything is possible. 
I, I had to, I was just saying them in my head. And so just to, to, to have something like that, think of your three or four de- declarations that you're going to say in your family. I've talked to another mom the other day that before her kids get out of school, get out of the car to go to school every day, she has them tell her three things, you know, that, and they're the same three things. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a child of God. I, um, am going to bring him glory and honor today. And I'm going to love everybody I see, you know, and so just simplify it, get, find a, a, a routine, a, a system, a tiny little system and activate that. That might be there. Your one thing to do that will help bring your relationship with God into your daily life. And so as we wrap up the parent to God relationship, super critical. God is good. <laughs> I am loved. Jesus has forgiven me. I am loved and everything, everything is possible. possible. <laughs> and you know, just saying those statements to, um, Speaking life over your kids. You're a mighty warrior. And yourself. As we wrap up this series, um, let's start, start or end where we started with pursue God's at the top of our house for, for a reason. Because, it, and, you know, we always say that the best fathers and mothers are first sons and daughters of the king. And the best thing you can do for your family is to present them the healthiest version of you. So if you're, if that's a struggle, um, then um, it's a God's bringing it to your li- to your mind because He wants you to get in the fight. He wants you to get in the fight to uh, pursue Him. He's the you know what does it say when they asked Jesus was what was most important? He said, "Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind." Hopefully today we've given you some some encouragement. You know to end it uh, really in the marriage, help each other make make mm-hmm. it a priority because that can it's another way that you serve and love your spouse. And you'll be amazed at what happens when you work together towards your relationship with God. So, uh, Suzanne, any final thoughts? No, just simply say, all right, God, what you got? You know, (laughs) here I am. Here I am. God is good. Jesus has forgiven me. (laughs) I am loved and everything is possible. Go be crazy, parents. (laughs) Go be crazy. Crazycoolfamily.com.